morning, everyone. Wow, it's so good to be with you. Um, so I know some um, whole bunch of people are online this morning. Hello, welcome. It's really good to have you here, whether you're digging into your cereal or maybe a bit of egg on toast or something like that. You're very welcome. If you're on site here, it's lovely to see your faces in front of me as well. So um, some of you, if you've been journeying with us over these last few weeks, you'll know that we've been talking about hope. It's pretty obvious because it's right behind me. It's quite big right behind me or next to me. Um, So um, if you've missed out on any of these talks, can I just encourage you to go and catch up? You know, there's a couple of ways that we can do that. Um, But I just think, you know, right in this moment, we need hope, don't we? So much. We need it in this world, and we get to carry some of that into the world around us as well. Now, last week, um, Bethan and Tim shared so helpfully about some of the highs and the lows that we've all experienced this past year. Um, and Bethan um, mapped out, and I think there's a, there's a picture actually that might just come up in a second that just um, shows you what, what she did. She kind of talked about um, the highs and lows of going through the past year um, and, um, and what she experienced during the pandemic. Now, for many of us, I think that's been the reality of the past year, that there have been highs and lows. Um, And then just when we thought it was all coming to an end, on Monday, we heard that news that we got an extra four weeks of this as well. So um, pretty disheartening, isn't it? And um, I don't know if we've got a slide that just kind of shows some of the newspaper reports there as well. Um, We might might just need to track back to the next week's set of slides there. I don't know if we can can work towards that just for the Bible text in a moment. There's been some hilarious overreaction in the press, as you might imagine, to this. You know, when's our freedom coming, all of this kind of thing. So, um, yeah, really, um, really, really difficult when we experience that. And I think there's been a whole load of, um, you know, despair, um, anxiety, loneliness around that. But there is an antidote, and that antidote is hope. So if you are a follower of Jesus, that is something we get to carry around with us into every place we go. If you don't know Jesus yet, then my prayer is that a little of what I share this morning will make sense to you and that you will encounter this same hope that I have come to know and come to live my life for. That's Jesus. So how can each of us be part of, you know, leading our own homes, our workplaces, schools, colleges, communities into a hopeful future? We're going to read a few verses this morning from 1 Peter. So 1 Peter um, comes towards the end of the New Testament. Just drop my bit of paper. Um, It may come up behind me. Otherwise, why don't you grab a device, um, a Bible. Um, We're going to read the first nine verses of chapter 5 together. So it says this, To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder. Now this, just want to pause right there. This is Peter. This is the disciple, one of Jesus' closest friends. And I love how he refers to his readers as equals. I mean, this is one of the most extraordinary men that has lived on this earth. And he's appealing to his readers as equals. Isn't that remarkable? And he says this. He says, as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who will also share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. 
not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those who entrust it to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So, in these first few verses, Peter's focus is on those who are leading. Now, Napoleon, the famous French leader who used to walk around with his hand in his jacket, um, he was a leader in the 1800s. He once said that a leader is a dealer in hope. Good leaders, you see, guide us into a hopeful future. Perhaps you have seen some of that in the world around us. Perhaps you've seen it missing in the world around us. Maybe you see yourself as a leader, maybe you don't. Now, if you don't, I think the reality is that most of us lead in some way, whether that be in our household, a workplace, amongst our friends, or in a church setting. But regardless of all that, all of us know people who don't yet know Jesus. And if you would call yourself a follower of Jesus today, what has been placed inside you has the potential to lead others into a hopeful future. So you are a leader. Now, after a year like the one we've had, the world needs good leadership like never before. And as we eventually come out of lockdown, we have an opportunity to reshape what is around us. Now, Harry Truman, he was the 33rd president of the United States. He once said, men... And by that, I'm pretty sure he means women to make history. I mean it anyway, so, and not the other way around. In periods where there is no leadership, society stands still. Progress occurs when courageous, skillful leaders seize the opportunity to change things for the better. I love that. Do we want to see progress in our communities? in our workplaces, in our cities? Do we have the courage and skill to seize this moment and change things for the better? You know, we can just allow things to take shape around us, or in this moment, we can take opportunities to see and to shape a better future. So here's some advice from one of the great leaders on how to lead others well. You know, we're all designed to lead and to follow. So how can we do both of these things well? Well, I think we lead well when, first of all, we keep our eyes on Jesus. We see that in verse 1. Everything in life and leadership comes down to this. Now, Peter points back to his own experience of witnessing Jesus suffer. You see, Peter, if you read through the Gospels, he was there in the moments when Jesus was sentenced to death. 
and then crucified on a cross. And he sat there in the corner denying he even knew this guy. And you can see that in his writings, that he held on to these experiences right to the grave. He took it with him wherever he went. So like Peter, let's keep our eyes on Jesus. This morning, I, I just want to throw out a question. It's not meant as an accusation, but when did you last sit down and read the Gospels? For no purpose other than just to, to read about Jesus. When did you last do that? When did you immerse yourself in the life and the teachings of Jesus? Now, a couple of months back, I, I read a post on social media asking that very question, and I felt really convicted because I couldn't remember the last time I'd purely sat down and read a gospel. Yes, I read the Bible every day, I do, but I couldn't remember when I just purely sat down and read about Jesus. Now, I had a choice here. I could either feel really bad about it and just get on with my life, or I could do something about it. I could actually change how I structure my week or just try and just find moments where I can just immerse myself in the person and the teachings of Jesus. So that's what I did. So a few times a week, I just sit down and and I'll read a chapter from the Gospels. I just let it wash over me. I allow myself to be blown away by Jesus, the teacher, the friend, the healer, the leader. Sometimes I just begin begin to imagine what it would be like to hear him speak those words to me. And it's one of the best things I've done in the last couple of months. It's just been amazing to come back to Jesus. So whether you've been following Jesus for 50 years or perhaps you are listening in or you're in this room and you don't even know yet who Jesus is, this is one of the best things that you can do with your life. Become fascinated, become immersed in the person of Jesus and your life will change. However much you think it's changed, there's always more. There's always more. As the writer of the Hebrews said, Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. This is what it comes down to. No more, no less. Jesus. Only Jesus. And it's from that place that we can begin to live well and we can begin to lead well. And we begin to show the same kind of compassion and love to others that Jesus did. Which leads me to the second thing that I want to share This is what Peter asks. He says in verse 2, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. You see, we lead well when we care for others. You know, when Jesus rose from the dead, I don't know if you've read this before, he had this encounter with Peter on the beach. He'd cooked up some breakfast. And a few days previously, Peter, as I said earlier, had denied even knowing Jesus. Not once, but three times. And so Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? And after the third time that he asked that question, Jesus says, look after my sheep. In other words, look after and care for my people. Now in these verses, Peter is passing that on to you and to I. We are picking up the mantle of caring for God's people, of looking after his sheep. 
Now, in Riverside, the way that we look after people, the way that we care for one another is predominantly through our small groups. And I just want to take a moment just to talk a little bit about that. I, you know, we, we've got some amazing small group leaders. And um, you guys have just done an amazing job in, in adapting to all the changes around us, in caring for people, encouraging one another. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing that. And to our cluster leaders too. Cluster leaders are people that look after a bunch of small groups. Thank you for all that you've done to care for our small group leaders. And, and you know, one of the amazing things over this past year that is despite all that we've gone through, despite the fact that we've had to go online with all of our small groups, we've seen small groups growing this past year. When we um, did the What on Earth Am I Here For series a couple of months back, we had six new groups started up for that series. And lots more people joined existing groups, which was amazing. And now two of those new groups are now established small groups, and we're hoping for a couple more as well. So I just want to thank, and I'm just going to put you guys on the spot, Nikita and Manish, I can see you guys here. So thank you for stepping up and leading a group. I'll get everyone to stand up in a minute just so it's not too scary. But, and thank you to Sharon as well. I think prob Sharon's probably online this morning. Thank you guys for stepping up and creating space to care for people and look out for one another. Now, like I said, I just want to take the opportunity to thank you now. So if you're a small group leader or a cluster leader or you're involved in small group leadership in, on, and you're online today, why don't you make yourself known, maybe, you know, write, it's me on, on chat or something like that. If you're on site, can I ask you just to stand up? Would you be able to do that? I know there's some small group leaders. You're going to have to lead from the front row, Julie. So we thank these guys. So thank you so much for all that you have done. And if you're not yet part of a small group, you are missing out. This is where the action happens. This is where you get cared for. People look out for you, and you get to do the same to other people as well. If you're not part of one, riversidevineyard.com slash smallgroups, or you can email me directly, and I'll find you a group that works for you. That's rob at riversidevineyard.com. So we lead well when we keep our eyes on Jesus, when we care for others, and still in verse 2, we are eager to serve. You know, Jesus came into this world to serve, to set people free, to teach, to bring healing. He washed people's feet. And that was what was so revolutionary about his approach to leading. You know, serving is good for us. And just when we start to leave doesn't mean we stop serving. You might even say that serving is leading and leading is serving. When we serve, we acknowledge that life is not just about us. We bless others, but so often we ourselves are blessed when we serve. Now, I share this to help, but once a month, one of the things that we've started doing is we've started the family service um, is to join the car park team. So once a month, myself and my boys, um, we go out and we serve in, in the car park, and we, just, we get to be the first people that some guys, um, when they come in for the first time, they will be the first people they see, and I really hope we don't put them off too much. But it's just a really simple way to serve others. And many of us have found this past year really tough. 
But that doesn't mean that we can just go missing. There are very simple ways that we can come back and to serve. And I share that example of just being out in the car park as a really simple way that each of us can get back involved. We, we, you know, it's time to come back. It's time to pick up the mantle and to lead others into a hopeful future. Now, if you're not currently part of a team, can I urge you to, to get involved? There are some flyers if you're on site. If you're online, riversidevineyard.com slash teams, and um, we can help connect you with a team where you can bless some other people once a, once a month, three times a week, a month you get served for, by others. So it, it works pretty well, I think. And we'd love you to be a part of it. There is room for you to get involved. Now, a few weeks ago, um, I, I shared that one of the ways that we wanted to serve our community was by helping to lift people into jobs and out of debt. And I just wanted to take this opportunity just to give you a little bit of an update about that this morning. So um, we, we had a Zoom call. We had a whole bunch of people um, on um, over a couple of days. Um, and I just want to say over 20 people have put their hands up to give like, physical time to this. Um, and I'm delighted to let you know that the following people have agreed to lead in these areas. So I just want to say thank you to Anne Williams, who is um, taking on the Job Club, which is brilliant. We've got Kim Hurst um, looking after money advice, helping to lift people out of debt. Kay Mark Brighter, I can see Kay this morning, leading a team to help assess people's needs as they come in to try and help them get the help that they need. And I want to say thank you to Steve Berry as well. He's helping us just to think strategically about how we're going to establish these. So there's so much more to come on this, but I'm really excited by, uh, by these guys getting involved because they're awesome, and um, we're really excited about what we're going to be able to do in the community around us. So let's just take a moment to thank these guys, wherever they are. So yeah, keep a, keep a lookout for further updates. Now, we are just, you know, we're, we're so grateful for all that lead at Riverside in so many ways. So thank you to you. If you want to understand more about what leading looks like, you know, maybe you lead in different areas, you know, um, or you, you just want to find out more. And maybe you do that in your home, your workplace or whatever. We have a great course that's coming up in the autumn. And um, we ask that first you come along to Riverside Vineyard Essentials. That kind of, that's the foundation block um, where we can unpack more of who we are and, and how you can get involved at Riverside. That's on Saturday, the 9th of October. And then Leadership Essentials is on the Saturday, the 13th of November. And that really just does what it says on the tin. You know, it's for anyone leading in any context. You can sign up for both of those um, at the What's On page on the website. Now, as I come into land, I just want to focus in on two things, um, just as, uh, that are particularly around following well. So this is, this is for all of us. If you feel like you've excluded yourself from the other bit, don't be excluded, because actually I think it's really important that we all lead in different ways. But we are all followers. We are all followers. Verse 7 says this, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You know, if we're going to follow well, we need to get ourselves right, don't we? And one of the things that's been, um, especially, I think, in our, in our lives right now, is a whole lot of anxiety. You know, we see it around everywhere we go. That's why there's just such huge reactions to different things that are going on in the news and in the world around us. 
Um, I want to jump back to Bethan's chart. I don't know if we can kind of go back to that first, like second slide. Um, you can see that. So Bethan shared um, a couple of weeks, uh, last week, um, um, about where we have been over this past year. So Bethan shared really honestly about the highs and lows of her past year. And, and you know, we have all suffered in some way, whether that be physically, financially, maybe we've lost employment or we've put, been put on furlough. Maybe we've seen loved ones suffer. Maybe we've been separated and not been able to give hugs to the ones that we love. Or just by simply losing our freedom. I just, I just want to share a bit of my own experience over this past year. You know, I'm someone who likes to think that I'm, you know, I'm pretty steady. I don't kind of, you know, I'm, I'm more like, you know, I kind of carry on. I'm all good. Everything's fine. Um, I found this last year a real challenge. I found it really, really hard. And, and one, one of the reasons for that is um, you might have spotted me on crutches um, only up until a couple of months. Ago, I, was, I was kind of walking around on crutches. So 10 months ago, I had, a, I, I had a bad kind of injury two days before my 40th birthday. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is, this is great, isn't it? So I was just, um, uh, and, and so, so I've been on crutches. And so, so Kathy was doing everything for me. And I'm so grateful for her for that. Um, but yeah, I, I've just lost my freedom over this past year. I can't walk for more than like 15 minutes before I'm in quite a lot of pain. I can't ride my bike. Riding my bike is the thing that I do to not only to exercise, it relieves my stress. I can go out into nature and, and I just love it. I've lost all of that this last year. And, um, and it's really hard, you know? And, 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 but it's like, it's just my ankle. It's just the smallest little part of my body. It's a tiny bit of cartilage in the grand scheme of like life. And yet it's really upset me. It's really, I've found it really hard. I've become more niggly around home. I don't know if you notice that when you're going through a tough time. You start taking out on those that you love. And, um, and I've done that a lot. And, and it, yeah, I, I've done that too much. I find it really hard to break out of that cycle. It's really, really tough when we get into those places where we just want to lift ourselves out and get back to some kind of normal, but we can't because that's where we're at right now. So why do, I, why do I share that? I mean, firstly, I just want you to know that it doesn't matter however small or insignificant you think your experience is over this last year. It matters. It matters. If I'm honest, I am so sick and fed up of talking about my ankle. It's like, you know, and it's just like my own experience is just so insignificant. It's like tiny compared to what other people have gone through. But it's important we don't just ignore these tiny things. And secondly, to share with you the importance of casting our anxiety, our worries, and our cares on Jesus. Firstly, in prayer. And we're going to bring it to Jesus today. And secondly, we can cast out our anxiety by actually just talking it out with others. And this is for all of us. And, but I'm sh- as I'm sharing this on Father's Day, I'm going for the guys here because I know what we're like. We don't talk about these things. We need to find people in our lives that we can talk to about what we're experiencing, however small and insignificant we think it might be. So pick up the phone, go for a drink, go for a walk. Tell someone how you are doing. 
beyond the I'm fine. You know, we all do that, don't we? Get beyond that level and actually start to unpack how we're really doing. You need to do this. We need to do this, not just for ourselves, but for the sake of the people around us. Talk to someone. And I just think it's remarkable how Jesus puts people in our lives that we can cast our anxiety to Jesus, sometimes through those that that Jesus has placed in our lives around us. And I just want to close with the last two verses that I didn't read earlier. You know, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say very quickly, you know, and finally, you know, just kind of stand firm. You know, the only person that we can rely on in this world is Jesus. Only Jesus. That's it. There's like, you know, we we can try and build our lives on other things. And he just says to you this morning, come back to me. He says, come back to me. Whatever you've done, however far you've drifted away, come back to me today. And in verse 10 and 11, it says this, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So I, w- I would love to pray. First of all, I just want to, there's an opportunity for us to come back to him today. For though, however far you've drifted away, maybe you've never said yes to him before in your life. This is a moment to do this. So I want you to just to kind of like, just to reach out to him whatever way that is. You might want to close your eyes. You might want to hold out your hands where you're sat, whether you're at home, on site now. And just make this prayer your own as I pray it. Jesus, thank you that you love me and that I can put my hope in you. I'm sorry for the way that I've drifted off and I've tried to do things in my own way and to put myself in charge. I choose to say yes to you now, to come into my life. Holy Spirit, come back to me and fill me up. Amen.